So welcome to this week's episode of Coffee Talk. If you have just joined, Coffee Talks are the short in-between episodes where we read your user-submitted ghost stories, hang out with friends, talk about witchy pop culture, or chat with you about what's going on in our personal practices. If you want to be featured on Coffee Talk, email us at submission at coffeeandcauldrons.com, or you can send us your submission on our website, coffeeandcauldrons.com. You can send us your tips, your ghost stories, or any funny story you think the community would love to hear. Be sure to let us know if we can share your name or if you prefer to stay anonymous. <laughs> I can pronounce, I promise. <laughs> your social media usernames are also a great way to get credit. Now, on Patreon, we also have a class this month on October 28th, and it's going to be hosted by Hannah Hadidi of Morning Light Divination, and they will be teaching us Death Magic 101. So if you want to get on on that, I mean, this is the perfect season to, like, dig into that. So, yeah, think about joining us on Patreon. So, as you can probably tell by (laughs) my boys only being here, Robin had some family matters to take care of, but I am joined by a very special cat guest, Cat Cormier. Go ahead and plug yourself. What are your (laughs) usernames on everything? What's your business? Tell us everything. Hello, everybody. Um, My name is Kat Cormier. Um, You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and uh, Facebook, all under at Kat underscore Cormier. So feel free to say hello over there. I am um, a pagan. I am an opera singer and have been a paranormal investigator for about 12 years now. And um, I also do some theater on the side. I mean, you'd think that with the opera, but you know. I like to clarify. There is a difference between music, theater, and opera. Okay. Um, and I love just everything the occult. Um, I, I have such a passion for it. My mother was a tarot reader, um, you know, and now me following this pagan path. My five-year anniversary was actually just a few days ago. Um, so that was very special. Happy anniversary. Yeah, and I'm just so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, yeah, <laughs> of course. Speaking of opera singing and of theater... <laughs> I went to a show like Sweeney Todd, like a local theater group, Sweeney Todd. And you said that you were a part of Sweeney Todd. I was. Yeah, I played um, Joanna in 2015 with the Concord Community Players. um, And that was an incredible experience. They had a wonderful orchestra playing. And uh, for those that don't know the musical, Joanna is um, the daughter of Sweeney Todd. Sorry, spoiler. And um, (laughs) she sings super high notes. She she sounds like a bird. She sings, yeah, like she sings uh, Greenfinch and Linnet Bird. So she sounds like one of the birds and uh, I got to be that, so. <laughs> you would need a, like, an opera singer's voice. Like, it's voice for that. You can't, pop, you can't pop that role. You can't do the poppy thing with that, you know, the mm. little chess voice thing. No, it's got to be the, the high head voice. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny how many people are taken off guard by, like, her singing, you know, the character singing, like, the pitch. Like, mm-hmm. I just saw people look at each other, like, whoa. <laughs> I know. It's so, it's so interesting singing singing classically, because there's not a lot of us here in New Hampshire that are, are in their 30s and actively singing opera. Um, so when you get an audience, guys, I also just finished Sound of Music. I was Mother Abbess in Sound of Music. Um, oh so I got to sing The Big Climb Every Mountain, if you're familiar with that piece but um people hear loud high notes and it's like i love seeing their faces it's great (laughs) it's a fun moment (laughs) 
so has your like October been? Because we're getting closer and closer to Halloween like every yeah. single day. It's it's been busy. It's been very busy. Um, oh my oh, gosh. Yes. So yeah, I mean just in general. But I so recently I started actually helping out with a local haunt called Haunted Overload in Lee, New Hampshire. I have been taking photos there for a couple of years, and then the owner reached out and he was like, "Hey, you should act here, and you should you know come and meet the crew and all of that." So um, I've been helping them move pumpkins and um, you know put some corn stalks up and things like that. I'm not super handy dandy with the drill, but I will try <laughs> next year. That's the goal. Um, so I've been busy over there helping with mm-hmm. them, and I also got contracted for. Um, a haunt in Lincoln, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a theater called Jean's Playhouse, and we're doing a show called Ghost Light, which is like a haunted theater experience. So you still get the oh walkthrough, but it's inside of a building, and they make it look abandoned, and there's this whole story, and it's just super. So I'm just in prep mode for that, character work-wise, and then I'm diving into actually a holiday show. I'm doing Christmas Carol, so we go into rehearsal for that on October 24th. <laughs> no life like i mean outside of work i work at a radio station um and outside of that it's like theater <laughs> theater and that and as well it's hard to sometimes put in craft practice you know um mm-hmm. stuff for Samhain because i that's my favorite season but i feel like i commune with spirit so much especially like the deity that i work with it's just another day for me you know it's yeah. still an important one but, but when the spooks are your life it <laughs> just becomes say, a lifestyle yeah all the work that you're doing sounds super festive so at least you're like <laughs> in the festivities of it all like oh yeah so it's a place that you're going to be working at is like all the pictures that you've been taking and putting on like Instagram and stuff. Yep. Oh, all the old haunted so mansion. Pretty. It's stunning. It's I really hope that you get to go sometime and, and visit um, because the crew is amazing. They'll even offer tours um, outside of the season if you let them know in advance. They're just so kind and they put their heart and soul. Everybody volunteers their time to do this and to just create something of that magnitude and have it look like a movie movie theater quality in the middle of the woods and what's what's even greater about them is they they don't keep any of that money all of that money is donated to charity into the farm that they build on it's they're they're just incredible people i can't praise them enough so no kidding yeah Yeah. (laughs) but it's been like new england does halloween right (laughs) they really do well it's because it's so true there's no there is no better place during fall season than new england ever yeah. like anywhere no. anywhere it's I just think, you can't well, beat it in my neighborhood there's only like four houses decorated so far oh, and it's really? just it's so the halloween in the south can be very sad oh <laughs> it's okay you make it your own exactly your own. i mean my wife and i had our halloween stuff like up <laughs> the first one's up and it was like september 1st and i love it yeah we're that house so it's fine <laughs> It's been so crazy, though, because, you know, when you go into this thinning veil season, Mm -hmm. you have a lot of heightened paranormal activity, or at least I have been in my apartment. And I've been having a lot of poltergeist activity in my kitchen again. And it it always seems to happen around this time. And I'm like, guys, not the pans. Not like, (laughs) no. (laughs) 
Okay. No, we, we don't need to do that. Thank you very much. So it's been an interesting month because I just feel like with everything just kind of going on in the world in general, everything is just heightened right now. Yeah. Um, so the activity is just through the roof. <laughs> yeah. I woke up maybe, I think it was a week ago and I was wide awake. Like this wasn't like a, you know, liminal period where I was like between sleep and um, being awake, but I heard piano music playing and I was like, hmm, okay. I wasn't creeped out or anything or scared, but it was very like, I've never like experienced that before in my house, but it was still like, I wonder who's playing piano. Did you, wow. Did you have anyone in your family that played piano or do you play piano? Actually, we had, I know at my grandparents' house that they had a piano, but I'm really, I'm not sure if they played it. I think it was just for music lessons for the kids. But I, I wouldn't doubt it. My family was very musically inclined. Like actually, my grandma and my, um, my, I guess my uncle, that great uncle. There we go. That's the word. Um, he was an opera singer. So, and my That's grandma amazing. was too. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I love that. I like yeah. such a lost art. It is. But it's so beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get into your personal experiences, the ones that you told me a little bit about that I'm very excited to hear. (laughs) Yes. So I like to do a little shout out. Um, I've been an investigator for 12 years, but for the past five, I've actually been with a um, paranormal group called Ghost Girl Diaries. Shout out to Crystal. Um, that's her baby. And um, we've been having a lot of fun um, filming pilot episodes and things like that, um, you know, in Arizona and, and, and Nevada and all of that. So um, it's been really fun to kind of go outside of New England and go in other places um, mm-hmm. across the U.S. Um, and have those experiences. So lot of fun um but the biggest one (laughs) that i had was really interesting so there was two one was annabelle and if you are listening to this and you follow me y'all know what's up (laughs) because that (laughs) that annabelle story follows me everywhere and it's kind of crazy um i will preface this that if i start talking about her my connection gets really strange so if it gets weird just tell me and we'll just take a pause because <laughs> oh. she likes to mess with my stuff when I talk about her um and about the experience <laughs> but I know it's gonna be good but so the first experience was I mean this wasn't like my first experience but this was a very prominent one that I will never forget um mm-hmm. I was actually with Crystal and we went to um the Haunting Museum in Las Vegas mm-hmm. and he has a bunch of artifacts in there um Zach but there's one room specifically that was the Ed Gein room mm-hmm. and uh, what was in this room was the cauldron that um the police found in the barn where some not good things happened mm-hmm. um and what what Zach did was literally take the item and created a room for it. So he recreated a barn, the like the barn that they found the cauldron in and put it in this room. Okay. That's so wild. when you do that just immediately, whatever energy is attached to anything is going to feel comfy because it's in a space that it's familiar with, you know, if, if mm-hmm. that's something you believe in. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was claimed that if you walked to the back of the room, you could hear a big foot, like a big stomp behind you. Um, you know, if you were um, the lady, a lady of said description that Ed Gein was interested in or wanted or whatever. Um, if you're not familiar with Ed Gein, look him up, <laughs> use your discretion advice. Um, yeah, that's that's a whole other that's a whole other story. Anyway, so 
I, at the time, my I, my ex, I did not tell my partner what where I was because he did not like the paranormal. It really freaked him out. I didn't want to freak him out. Um, so I just decided to not tell him anything. So that morning, that early morning, it was probably like three or four West Coast time. He calls me and he's like, I had a really weird dream last night. He was in that liminal space of like waking yeah. up in the middle of the night, whatever. And he's, and he, I know he wasn't making this up because he doesn't like the paranormal. <laughs> so like, I don't, I, I don't think he would just like pull this from something and like tell me, but he said that he saw a tall man enter the bedroom, uh -huh. our bedroom with a leather mask on. Excuse me. And he walked <laughs> into the room around our bed and w went to my side of the bed and bent over and stayed there for like a solid 15 to 20 seconds. Okay. So when he's telling me this, I'm like, do I tell him? <laughs> do I, what do I do? <laughs> like, this is crap. You know, I'm like, what, what do I do? So I was like, weird. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Well, are you okay? And and he was like, Yeah, I'm fine. I just thought that was, that was very vivid. Like he was tall. He was very tall, and he had like a leather mask on. Oh. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the next day, I end up flying back from Vegas, and I kind of forgot about it. And I know that sounds really crazy to think like forget about you. Know, who would forget something like that? That <laughs> well, is super you're tall. Vegas. That's I mean, true. I mean, well, and I'm just. I'm so used to having paranormal experiences. Mm -hmm. To me, it's just like you can't scare me. You know, I, okay, thanks, thanks for that. Um, but I went home the next day and I fell asleep and I fell into this horrible dream, like awful, just, just not good in mm. my childhood home. Like it, it was really strange too, how specific it was because it was almost like I fell into a trance like state and I was having issues waking back up. Um, and the whole overtone of the dream was panic just like sheer panic it had this like blue tone color over it so it almost looked like it had been color corrected like my dream it was really strange and I found a friend of mine in my old room mm -hmm. in my childhood this is in the dream and he, something happened to him that was similar to what Ed Gein was doing to other people. And I remember be, like trying to drag the, this person out of the house because I was like, we need to go. He's coming. And I couldn't see him, but I could feel him coming. Mm. And you could hear his footsteps in the dream. Uh. Much like what they claimed you could hear when you would walk to the back of that room, would you, you would hear him stomp down from the rafters and you would hear his feet hit the ground. <clears throat> so I woke myself up from the dream and I immediately felt a hand, like a man's hand on my chest, pushing me back down into the bed to go back to sleep. And I was struggling no. to, to, to wake up. Like that, and it was strange because I've never, knock on wood, ever had sleep paralysis before. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, I just haven't. Um, I'm not complaining about that, but it was probably <laughs> the closest thing to sleep paralysis yeah. without seeing something mm -hmm. that I had ever experienced. And I will never forget, like you could literally feel the bottom part of the hand on the chest pushing me back down mm. to have me go back to sleep. And I was like, no. <laughs> No, you don't know. You don't pay rent to live here. Okay. You need to go. So I got up immediately. I threw all the lights on my poor 
ex was probably like, this, she's, she's nuts. Like, this is poor girl. <laughs> and, I, and I cleansed, I like bell cleansed and everything. And I was like, no, we're not doing this today. So that was one really prominent experience. And I, he did not come back after that. But I just found that really interesting how you can have a residual haunt. Yeah. Uh, like a paranormal experience when you're not even in the same place. Like he, the energy knew where I lived. <laughs> it's, it's just hitchhiking ghosts. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, what the heck? I was on the total opposite side of the, the United States. How is it that he or the likeness of his spirit, of Ed's spirit, mm-hmm. would end up in my house bent over 180 degrees waiting for me to come home? Like, come on. I, that's that's so bizarre. So that was the that was the first one that was really stuck with me for a while. And I was like, yeah, you don't want he's not, <laughs> that's, that's not terrifying at all. We're just not kidding. messing with that. Thank you very much. No, um, <laughs> it was just wild. Um, but the second one was with the Annabelle doll. I did meet the real Annabelle. Um, mm-hmm. I have pictures posted with her on my socials. This was pre-pandemic, I believe. Yeah, it was. It was, it was pre-pandemic because I had mm-hmm. a short blonde bob and then it grew out. Um, <gasps> what? Yeah, I was like total platinum blonde bob, really short. Yeah. I can't imagine you with blonde hair. I've got. I'll send you the pictures later because I sometimes forget that this was like actually. I actually had my hair like that, so (laughs) I'll have to send you that picture. But yeah, that was another life. It was. It feels like another life ago. But um, she's huge. I mean, this doll is massive. Um, Yeah, because the old raggedy ants were like humongous. They were like almost child size. Like why? I, I mean, why though? I mean, that's like suffocation issues, okay? Like, what if that falls on a child? <laughs> like, you know what? I mean? Back in the day, I'm like, that is massive. That is a big doll. Okay. So, you and when you walk when you walked into this convention, um, Tony Spera, who is the son-in-law of Ed and Lorraine Warren, um, mm-hmm. I and I will go on the record. I'm not a huge fan of him. I'm not. I'm not a huge oh fan of Ed and Lorraine okay, Warren. Good, because um, yeah, I'm no. Not but either, so. just to preface, like that's where this is where it was. Yeah. Um, and I, I wanted to have the experience with the Annabelle doll for a couple of reasons. One being, I really wanted to understand what that energy felt like, what dark energy like that felt like. So if I was ever investigating in, in, in a space, I understood what was coming and mm-hmm. what that felt like. So I could either one, protect myself or B, figure out how to get out, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's just important for me to put myself in those positions sometimes to understand what that is. So I'm not, not prepared um, yeah. for investigating because you don't know what you'll bump into as a paranormal investigator. You just don't. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I go into the conjuring house. I went to the conjuring house, saw the Annabelle doll. Um, you know, those experiences were really important to me. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, saw the doll. It lasted about two, three hours. And she was under this big black tapestry. She was in the box, the mm-hmm. like do not touch box. They had the Lord's Prayer engraved on the back of it. She was wearing a rosary. Um, they said that sometimes like her hands will come uncrossed, like they'll be crossed and then like they'll open it and it's and her hands are open. So she's still mo- like there's still movement in there. Mm-hmm. And um, it, Tony was very specific in saying things like, don't even think bad thoughts about her or that you want something to happen because you're putting everyone here in jeopardy. Like if, if you, if you're not a believer and you're here to just talk crap, don't be here. Like you need to go because this, this is, this really happened. Um, and it was really eerie energy. And I actually had a couple behind me that 
kept saying she's just a Raggedy Ann doll. Like, this is a joke. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, of course they're right behind me. I was like, don't say anything, Kat. You've got five placements in Aries, okay? You do not, don't make a scene right now in front of the animal doll, Tony Sparrow. But I was close to, because I'm like, come on, guys. You literally paid $300 for a ticket mm-hmm. to just sit here and like, talk crap. Yeah. No, like, no. So anyway... The third hour passes and he unveils Annabelle. Mm-hmm. Within seconds, everybody in the room, you can hear moaning and groaning. Everyone has a splitting headache. Okay. What? I also had a splitting headache. It was awful. Um, and it was so bad that like I really could only stay in the room for like 10 minutes because I was having issues. There was there was issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and people I was getting, I got really close to her. I did take up that picture with her. And um what was interesting though was when we left the event when when we left i was in the car apparently obsessively looking at the photo that was taken of me with annabelle and i didn't know that i did this but apparently i did it was mm-hmm. i felt very um now on the outside of it i can say it was more of like an oppression um where something was influencing that connection like they were on the way in and um i i had the photo and i was zoomed in on annabelle and i was actually looking down for 10 minutes and didn't say anything and i was just zoomed in on the photo so my friend that was with me driving he was like are you okay you know, you're just literally just staring oh at a photo of Annabelle yeah. and I didn't hear him like the first few times like he even grabbed my shoulder and I did not hear him or feel him and he was in the car right next to me yeah weird okay snapped out of it oh sorry you know put my phone away went into restaurant did the same thing the same thing okay I did this. I pulled the phone out without really thinking mm-hmm. zoomed in on her and was just sitting there staring came home that night and then this was when like <laughs> things kind of got really strange and i i was found so this is with my my ex my partner my partner before mm-hmm. um he walked in on the apartment and i was sitting in the middle of the living room staring at the wall oh my gosh like he literally walked in to me sitting on the floor just staring at the wall and I was very comfortable there. Like, if, if he had not moved me, that pro- that's probably not a good sign to be comfy just sitting there staring at a wall after yeah. having some weird experiences and, like, no bodily things happening with, with Annabelle. Uh-huh. Um, and it took a very long time. I want to say, like, two weeks after meeting her to shake that energy. Um, the best way I can describe Annabelle's energy is is much like any type of dark energy that you will bump into. It's very warm and inviting. Mm-hmm. They want to take over. They want mm-hmm. to have, I'm not saying a possession by any yeah. means, but they want to have control. And, and the way that they can have control is if you allow them into your vessel or mm-hmm. into your space and you don't do anything to protect yourself. And I wasn't doing anything to protect myself. I was literally a conduit for like a week and a half. And then within the second week, I finally was like, no, stop. And I would feel it come on. It felt like a low rumbling train is probably the best way to describe (laughs) a dark energy like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like coming and you can feel it. You don't know where it is, but you can feel it coming. And then when you when it's there, it's almost like you get enveloped in this warmth. Like like you're walking through molasses is what yeah. it feels like. And it was just like that for two weeks. 
it was awful after seeing the animal stuff. It it was crazy. Like I, people have their opinions and that's fine. You can believe what Mm -hmm. you want. But from what I had experienced and having been in the room for as long as I was with her um, and the after effects, she's the real deal. She's the real deal. And I very much feel like, like Tony's very affected by her. Mm -hmm. Um, in not a good way in not a good way at all that's what I've always thought is that um just that doll like has continuously had bad energy put onto it repeatedly and repeatedly through the years I mean it's been there for you know decades and it's just that energy just keeps building and building and building onto this doll so it's going to be very you know even like I don't know just as much as we put onto it it's going to give it back Oh, like of course anything. it is. Yeah. And what's what's crazier is he also brought the conjuring mirror and the mirror was like right next to Annabelle. I'm like, why are you pointing a haunted mirror <laughs> next to Annabelle? This is not good. Like, we're not. What? Take notes, Tony. Like, don't you know right? better? It was crazy. It was crazy. And, you know, and then you think of the doll and where uh-huh. it's actually placed in their museum. I think it's isn't it Connecticut. Oh, I think it's I'm in Connecticut. Sure. I, but I'll have to look this up, so don't mm-hmm. quote me on that. But um, <laughs> it's somewhere in New England. Yeah. In the New England area. And um, she's literally put in a room with, like, hundreds of other haunted items yeah. that the Warrens gathered from yeah. locations. And I'm I just... No. Oh, no. Mm-mm. I just... Mm-mm. Yeah, because I watched, like, a walkthrough of it with other paranormal investigators. And I'm like, why would you have... Like, all these things are dangerous. One, why would you have people going through it? And then secondly, like, they're all... As you said, they're so close to each other and just, like... Yeah. Uh, and then it's, just like with the Annabelle doll, continuously putting bad energy onto it, like these yeah. people are continuously doing it to the other objects. So like the house has got to be so like even just stepping foot in there has oh my to gosh. be so intense. Yeah. yeah. What was it? I think I had one spirit box session that was actually pretty funny now that I'm thinking of like funny experiences. And I was actually sitting around the table with um, the skeleton crew for Ghost Girl Diaries. This was before we filmed our first pilot. We were kind of just getting to know each other and all of that. Mm -hmm. And we had a big spirit box in the middle of the table. And the whole point of it was to just get comfortable. Crystal was like, let's get comfy with this. You know, there's such a stigma around the paranormal. Mm -hmm. Let's make this with the lights on an experience that we can all have together. And let's just share in that, in that moment. So with the spirit box, a spirit box, um, essentially channels um spirits so you can hear voices so it come it has a radio frequency that goes at a specific speed where spirits can manipulate that energy and you can hear a voice come through the box mm-hmm. um and we we kept hearing this woman come through and you could tell that she was very playful and you could feel the energy was light you know mm-hmm. obviously use your judgment when you're investigating or doing yeah. these things but um she felt very very light and i think one of our one of our crew members asked like do you guys burp on the other side or something? Like something so silly. And she laughed and she said, yup. Like so loud. And it was so funny because it's like, people don't think about that. You know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's not all the, the darkness and evil and things like that, 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 
people that don't have that experience might think mm-hmm. it is. Um, and it was so, it was just so funny to hear. They were like, oh yeah, oh yeah, we do that over here too. <laughs> so what so you're it, saying is that the ghost farting means The ghosts fart, yeah, they go, they fart, they burp, okay? They, they literally do their thing in the spirit world and I'm like, it's fine, you know, it happens. But it was such a funny experience and it definitely lightened the mood. I will never forget that moment because we were literally laughing with her and it was so great to hear her laugh it was so prominent just Aww. so prominent yeah i love moments like that like me the too <laughs> like you can actually have fun moments with spirit like <laughs> genuinely yeah <laughs> so nice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think that's all we really have time for for today. But thank you so much for joining us. I really loved your stories. And I hope everyone else did too. I think they're perfect for like spooky season. Spooky season. I know. Yes. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for joining. (laughs) And Robin will be back next week, guys. Like she'll be back. But thank you so much for filling in her space for this one. (laughs) My pleasure. (laughs) Okay, so thank you so much for joining us this week for Coffee Talk. We hope to see you next week for our regular episodes. Check out our website for links to our submission forms or shoot us an email at submissions at coffeeandcauldrons.com to tell us any ghost stories, witchy stories, tips, or topics you think the community would love to hear. And as always, if you enjoy Coffee and Cauldrons, please take a moment to review us on Apple Podcasts. Or if you want to support us directly, consider joining us on Patreon, where we share articles, special part two exclusive episodes, have a spell of the month box, and a Discord full of fun events, like a ton. We have the class, we have a monthly ritual, meditation, and a book club. But anyways, we'll see you next time. Bye!